0: House. Jill, ask them what they think about Supervillain. It sounds better to me. More exciting. Do you prefer saving America? How
1: about saving the world? Nope. It's saving America. Welcome back to Podcast V. This is coverage for the finale of the third season. This one was called Instant White Hot Wild. This is Paul with Pod Clubhouse, and I am joined as usual by Cat from the Latinx Lens Podcast. Hello, Cat.
2: Hey, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, and I'm doing. I'm also here with someone who's not doing so great. Inez, how are you today?
0: <laughs> I'm kicking COVID's butt, is what I'm doing.
1: That's right, showing it. Who's the boss of COVID? <laughs> you will not keep your kickhole closed. <laughs> First impressions. What did you think of this finale?
2: I was interested to see how they were going to go. And I I was happy to know that some of the predictions I made were sort of on the nose a little bit. And while there isn't as much action packed as like last season's finale, I do think in terms of like strategy, we kind of leave a lot of the things that have like kind of, that have happened in the past few seasons, like hopefully in the past. And now we can move forward to new exciting things. So I think it did set up some, some interesting ideas for like the next season but it also kind of closed some for this season so i like that so i felt like it was overall satisfying even though there wasn't as a lot of action as um i thought there would be and i i I felt that coming because of the epic fight we had a few few episodes ago i feel like they pulled the game of thrones putting more of that in the in the earlier season and then this is sort of more of a strategic finale
1: hmm. Yeah. But
2: overall, I liked it. I was wondering where we were going to go in the next season. Still a little open ended, but I think everything kind of tied in like circled in a way I really liked.
1: I had teased in our chat on Twitter that you had made a very quick offhanded prediction that did come true. It was that Soldier Boy would find Homelander lacking. Mm. And that would be the reason why they would not team up. Uh, you yeah. just you just kind of mention it, just like, well, what if what if he doesn't think he's all that great? And yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, here's here's for you, cat.
0: Oh, thank you! Okay. Yay! Yay! Overall, I did enjoy the finale. There were some things that I don't fully like, understand, and wasn't like totally satisfied with how it played out. But overall, from a finale, it was still a lot of fun. I really enjoy the action that we did get to see in here. I mean, we'll dive into them and we get into some of the characters because I think I still have a lot of like pending. Questions, just kind of really interested on your both of your perspectives in case I've like missed something to where, where that's kind of like left me in this kind of limbo kind of feel about it. But overall, I really, I really did enjoy it. This is a great season.
1: I thought that the that the finale, like you guys, had some great moments. However, I thought like the very end of it felt like as we kind of predicted last time, like there was just too much that they could possibly wrap up in this one episode if this had to have been the finale for the whole series this feels more like like they just put a pause button on mm-hmm. uh they wrapped up the wound and so, so that we could carry on to another day this would have been a horrible place to stop
0: absolutely completely agree with that and so i'm feeling a little bit better <laughs> that maybe maybe i didn't miss something <laughs>
1: Let's dive in. Let's maybe work our way from the bottom up um, in terms of story impact and time on screen. So that means we'll probably end with with Homelander. So that means we'll start with stupid A-Train and his struggle with his brother, so what this moment where he's basically shunned by his brother cuz his brother had wanted to see blue hawk and leg irons or whatever cuz he wanted him to to have actual judicial system justice rather than you know face hamburger justice what do you think of any of that was that was that fair
2: honestly i mean while there there is a lot of positives in this episode the a-train storyline is one that all season has not been very satisfying i feel like they haven't known where to put them i think it was sort of like i don't really care This whole thing about justice and stuff, I'm like, "Eh." it does show sort of the ugly side of A-Train has always been ambitious and never looking back. And then when he had to, when he was down and out, he was trying to also go back to his family, but then also still use them. And then it didn't work out. And then he's feeling guilty. But even like his brother said, you're thinking about yourself. You know, like when he proposed a plan, it was still about him. It wasn't a genuine thing. And I think that even A-Train doesn't know how to be genuine, maybe. (laughs) You know, I think we kind of know people like that where we're like, they always like kind of make it seem like they're doing it for you, but they're not doing it for you. And sometimes you it's more sad for them than it is that, like for you, you know, cause you know who you are. The brother was like, just leave me alone. Like I'm fine. And he kind of felt sorry for him at that moment. Mm-hmm. So um, my question is, where does this leave Adrian? He hasn't done anything. He had this sideline story. And now that his family has left him, he, the last bit of, I guess, Whatever he has left, Homelander doesn't even want him. Where are they left? Like him and Deep are my. Yeah, I guess we we can start with those, right? Like, yeah. where what are they doing? What are they there for? Like, and and they don't have to have this major arc or be whatever, but it is just a question of like, okay, what are you doing with these characters? Where are they going to go?
1: Yeah, they keep coming back on screen, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, uh, they take a significant amount of time too. So it's not just like a really side story. Like they have their own thing. So I'm just wondering, like, when is it going to end, or what are they going to do? Kind of sort of thing
0: yeah he has not been a significant character pretty much the entire season which i think we kind of said he's more like an accessory for us to see things about homelander i think that he knew that blue hawk was never going to get like any kind of legitimate justice so like to him that decision and really fucking awesome scene of how he murdered blue hawk like i loved watching that right we talked like that was like one of our first times like getting to see like stuff that he can do. And now he has a new heart. I feel like consistently throughout all three seasons, he's had like this really high respect and love for his brother and he wants his brother's like um, reassurances. So all I can assume is maybe like, since he didn't die this season, like we were kind of like, we could see him die and be okay. If he's not gonna die, then it's kind of one of those strategic placements maybe for the future season here this might be finally that kind of character arc that could get him out of this consistently being like a piece of shit person to maybe like he's got the second opportunity and he really wants to right the wrongs with his brother and that's enough motivation. So maybe, I mean, no, that we're not in like prediction stuff, but like, that's the only thing I can kind of figure out of why we've kept this character alive. Despite like, I thought his like whole scene with Blue Hawk and then him having this heart attack and dying was like pretty fucking epic ending. Like I thought that was a really great way to end his story. So
1: it would have been perfect actually just to leave him there. Um, but what they did show us with this episode, particularly with Maeve, is that heroism maybe isn't this perfect, shining, always a hundred percent example of how to act. Maybe it's maybe it comes in moments <laughs> where Maeve is a was a very jaded person who became driven by just her her singular focus to, to hate and kill Homelander eventually wound up saving the group, which wasn't her actual aim, but she she kind of knew she was the right person for the job when the situation arose and she and she did it. So I uh, mentioning that earlier than Maeve's portion of our story here, but um, I'm bringing that up as an example of the writers can take these piece of shit characters and give us those moments of promise. A-Train had it with Blue Hawk. I mean, his brother didn't like that, but I, I was kind of okay with it. I don't know that I would have done a different thing <laughs> were, <laughs> were I A-Train in that moment. And the guy that crippled my brother was right in front of me. Yeah, we're both superheroes. You know, bring it. Do what you can do. If you think you can do better, then let, let's go.
0: Like I guess because his brother doesn't understand like how how influential va is in the justice system so there was no i really feel like there was absolutely no way that blue hawk was going to go down or or face any kind of judicial no. um consequence for it so if he was going to get any kind of punishment like this is the perfect way that it happens and like i like i said i was fine with it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's move on to someone with some more impact on the story. Except for like Homelander, everybody has just little drips and drabs of story. One hope that we had in the last podcast was that Butcher was saying something, but going to do another with regard to allowing Huey to shoot up the Temp V again. And I think we called that one correct. <laughs> As Huey says it, he did it in the worst way possible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Because I think you called it Paul. I was like very much like, I have no faith in Butcher at this point. Like, this makes no sense. Like, there are so much better ways to like handle this kind of thing. And so I think what saved me from like accepting that, okay, Butcher did execute the way that like Paul's Paul predicted that it probably could. The saving grace for me was that Huey said that line, though sh- <laughs> shitty. It was the shittiest possible way, but he did that. And I was like, okay, I accept this now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shittiest possible way and getting punched out and left in a truck stop bathroom. However, Huey did all of his epiphanies, kind of landing all at once in one episode. I guess that's the way TV is supposed to be written. Um, to an extent, but did it all feel organic and true to the character and, and all that kind of stuff? In terms of just you know the progression of the show, eight episodes of you of of act of kind of building up. You know, he started with his high flying uh, government position, feeling self-esteem for the first time in his life (laughs) and then sinking again realizing that he's that he's working for the bad guys and then needing to do whatever it takes to level the playing field and then finally in this episode he's able to apologize he's able to um Make this kind of connection about what the strength of family actually looks like rather than some ideal that he might have had stored away in his in his little heart. But then the big moment really is grabbing the temp V, but then not using it. Like like he still has the the urge to save Annie, but he does it with his brains. By, let, by powering up all the lights in the studio rather than using the temp V. All that happening in one episode, does that work for you? Is that Or is that just the nature of episodic TV? It's supposed to build to a moment like that.
0: It is only eight episodes long, so I can see that they would have to condense it. And I think that they kind of have been um, keeping the, the big themes um, related to temp V um, within, like, single episodes, right, to kind of show his beginning, middle, end, um, and resolution kind of thing with it, so I guess it makes sense that, um, we would, he would have, like, this, this arc here. I was kind of, like, uneasy about, like, the transition from, like, how he realized, like, oh, Butcher, like, saved me because he loves me so much, like, that whole part, like, felt kind of, like, forced on me and didn't feel, like, authentic, but, Like I said, I'm just kind of excusing all of it because of the shittiest possible way quote that Huey said. And I'm like, all right, all right. I have a hard time dealing with things that don't like connect like super well. And like I can kind of fester in that. So I'm going to use that as my safe key to like move on. But I mean, I don't think that is unlike. I think that his it's consistent for his character to do that. Like he has been a supporting role for the entirety. He, I mean, he's a main character in the show, but he's been kind of a supporting role to these other people who are more skilled and he's kind of like really great at that and they respect like his contributions for that and I feel like this was like a really good growth for him to finally let go of I don't have to be the hero and and I can still contribute in a significant way by being a supporting role to his girlfriend and powering up her room which I have my own thoughts about that later when we get to Starlight
2: <laughs> so I've been sort of talking about how I've been annoyed with Huey this whole season yes. but then when you were talking about whether this is episodic television or whether it's true to his character I kind of s- sparked that idea that like in some ways I do think it is because it's television, they have to wrap him up and th- this is where they, like, it feels like this was the goal for Huey this season. But in other ways too, like, I mean, I think it is true to human nature where like, it takes a few times for you to fuck up and then realize, and then you have the epiphany in the worst possible time. People will either accept that or they won't. In this case, I think everyone was like, like even Starlight, she has really been the, I think the the solid person this season of like, ugh, She knows that all these people around her are like kind of failing and and um, like breaking down. But she's like, look, I love them like I love them to the core. So I'm just going to give them the space to do that. And I think she wanted Huey to have this epiphany on his own. And then he ended up finally having it. And so I was happy with that. It did feel a little abrupt in all this one episode, but it it has been building towards it. And again, like I said, I think I've even had those moments where I'm like, you make the same mistake over and over again. You like resent people or whatever. And then you realize like, oh, it's my shit. And then you have that moment. Luckily, he had it in the most in the best uh, episode (laughs) finale, you know, um, time. But um, Hopefully, this is it for the Huey, like, in past insecurity Huey, and we, that we can move forward, and he can be, like, a support for Starlight, and where he where he um, succeeds and so I think maybe he has finally found his place in the boys and he won't resent anybody he won't um, try to be anything he's not he will just embrace who he is and the support that he is because I think also he realized that he is that person for Billy which I think he always wanted to be and then by Billy saving him that made him feel good as well like that's being part of the team you know so i would like to see now that they're all together they all came to it though in a really fucked up way but then i feel like they're the they're more together than they are not in this episode which is cool leading into season four where they're really going to be back to being the boys yeah Mm -hmm. i think i think huey is the heart of it because obviously he doesn't have powers it was really broken down when he was just having this whole like stupid individual thing and then i'm just glad it's over
0: I have a question for both of you about oh, okay. um, Huey's medical situation here. So in the beginning of the episode, we do see him that he's like still bleeding through his ears, right? And he hasn't taken a temp v, um after that incident, but he is still bleeding from the ears. And we know that the damage that is related to temp fee is in the brain and, and tumors and stuff and happening in the brain. Do you think that, you know, at the end, we saw only Butcher in the hospital. Do you think that this is like the end of that story for him and the stuff that's happening in his brain, um, and that they were just using this episode of like he's bleeding his brain. So if he takes it one more time, he could die. But because he chose not to in this episode, then he's like, ma- he's just like fine now. And then that's the end of like his story with Tempe. Or do you think that this is a potential for like linking into season four just because things in the brain it's like the one organ that doesn't like regenerate i'd see it
1: like they'll probably leave it alone except if for some reason they run out of road and they need to ramp up some kind of drama for huey in the narrative that isn't coming some other way which would be sort of more like a Something you'd find in a 24-episode season than an eight-episode season. I know you've watched uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Inez, so you know that there are plots that come up that last like six episodes, and it seems like a big deal. But really, when you look at the overall plot for the season, it wasn't about that at all. And it was just sort of like a way to keep that character going for those six episodes but in the largely it didn't matter whatever that was but you don't really have those kinds of plots or at least they only take up a half an episode in such a short span Mm -hmm. of i don't think they'll go back to it unless they need it however as a watcher And someone who does apply my brains a little bit to it, I recognize that you don't get to take something that you're one shot away from killing you, but you're just fine afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like, where's that threshold? Is it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just curious because that's going to bother me. Like the neurodivergent in me is, and especially because I come from like a very like science, like medical science background from like my foundation um, of education. And so that's going to bother me. <laughs> so much that i'm like i saw his his ears still bleeding brain matter or some kind of gunk but he doesn't take the v like what what does this mean what does this mean and like we don't really like see him go through any medical stuff at the end of the episode right. like, for them to like check on him and i'm like but but he's like has like brain growth and brains melting like why why is he not in the hospital right now and that that's gonna that's gonna hurt me guys that's gonna hurt me <laughs> it's
1: like this billy smoked for 40 years but Huey only smoked for thirty years, right? <laughs> Somehow Billy is fatal, but Huey he's okay, and that yeah, that doesn't quite wash mentally.
0: One dosage difference, and he's like a smaller body, and it's the brain. Like this is not an area that just like magically like heals itself. It's so much more complex than other organs in your body. So it's gonna bother me if we don't see it. But I just needed to point it out because maybe there other neurodivergents out there also tracking like things that make sense and don't make sense and what if they pull a switch on us in season four? Cause I
2: do think it's a small detail that maybe they won't highlight as much, but maybe it could come up where they're giving us the most obvious one, which is Billy, because he took it more times than Huey did. So he has a, I guess sort of an end time right now that he's going to die 12 to 18 months, which is plenty of TV time. If they like, you know, a month <laughs> could be a season, right. um, but, or one month of time and t- could be this uh, whole season. But what if it's sort of the thing, like we think Huey is okay Just because he took it like the three times and not the five times. But then he ends up it ends up being a thing in the next season where like it's actually affecting him. So I I don't rule it out because I think they wouldn't show us that and they wouldn't have made it such a big deal if it doesn't come back later. I I still think one of them is going to have to take permanent V to not die. And I feel it's going to be Huey. And now that he's like made his epiphany of like, I don't need superpowers, then he's probably going to end up getting superpowers later. Especially if you guys said, one of you said that the comic books, they all like they do do have superpowers, like the boys do. So I feel like that Mm -hmm. would be kind of, if that's true, I don't know the comic books, but like that means they probably need to go towards that. Overall, for how many, how you know, like in the in ter- terms of like the TV goals.
1: Yeah, that was uh, Inez, I believe, because it wasn't me. And if it wasn't you, then uh, that narrows things down quite a bit. And I don't know how strict. Close. they they need to skew toward the comics um you know that's not necessarily a hard and fast rule but still kind of making fans of the comics earn that moment when maybe their character or their favorite character gets to that point that they recognize them you know gaining powers or whatever i can imagine if that if i was a, a comic reader that 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 moment would would feel like a gigantic payoff
0: okay cool thanks for like entertaining that thought train guys
1: Sure. (laughs) Huey is along with Starlight. Does Starlight let him off the hook a little too easy? I mean, I've been in a lot of boy-girl arguments in my life. Just letting the girl say, I told you so, is like not ever an option. That being like, uh, okay, I'll let you say that. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she, I think, she's gonna say yeah. whatever she's gonna say <laughs> and and me giving permission to say it is not gonna be like oh the pressure's off now
2: i loved seeing the way they made her react to huey's thing because on the one hand i'm like oh like i would have just dumped him already and been gone with him but on the other i do feel like that's a relationship like you see the person going through some stuff even though you don't like it and they annoy you and you're probably on the brink of like okay well and she even said Like I'm taking care of what I need to take care of. So she wasn't necessarily waiting for Huey, but I think she was hoping that this is what he would do. But I think she's had so like, she's obviously had a bigger fish to fry than like worry about her romantic problems with Huey. (laughs) Like, you know, the, and just keeping him alive too. So like, it's like, Oh, like, even if she was indifferent to what he's doing, she didn't want him to die, you know? So she was still concerned about him. So I feel like she's just had, Like the Homelander, Soldier Boy, the fate of the world on her plate more so than like, oh, I need to tell Huey that he's being an ass and all that. I think I think she was that was like the least of her concerns. (laughs) That's fair.
0: I agree, Kat. This is probably just them, the writers and stuff, taking an opportunity to deviate from kind of the standard, Mm -hmm. the standard kind of way that you see relationships represented when they're going through tough times. And this, I think they were intentionally giving us hints that this could like lead to a breakup. But, you know, they were dealing with like really severe stuff, life and death stuff. So arguments, yeah, the the relationship part, like if they like really do love each other. And for the most part, they have consistently had like really good, healthy communication, like from season one through three, I was happy to see them kind of like resolve it this way because there are some kind of like disagreements or things that I have to go through like with my husband. And we do resolve it with like, look, I just need you to acknowledge that I was right. And then I will happily move on and never rub this in your face. And that's like our deal. Whoever it is who's in the wrong, which is usually not me. (gasps) um, (laughs) But like he'll, you know, he or I will say (laughs) whoever the yeah will kind of say that. I was like, okay, I just need to hear hear you like say what the issue was just so that the communication is like really clear for me to understand that like you really do acknowledge and you have you believe in your reasons as to why we've landed at this conclusion right and so that's like is like what i need to do i don't necessarily personally need to do the the i told you so kind of thing but if he's already apologized if he hasn't apologized i'm like look like we both know that i'm right (laughs) like i just need you to like say it so that i understand so that i can we can walk away from this conversation accountable like for what we agreed upon and then we just like leave it there and it's all good it's never obviously over like saving like people's lives and dealing with like corrupt multi-billion to trillion dollar companies and government corruption. Like we don't have that kind of pressure. So I just thought <laughs> I, I really liked that kind of that kind of like respect that they still have.
1: I guess that's true. The the scale of what you have going on around you that you're involved with. Maybe that does. In fact, I can probably attest I've never needed to save the world or take on a superhero, but I have had much bigger fish to fry than worry about much smaller arguments in comparison. The the immediacy and like the needing to be right or whatever the the situation may call for does seem to, does does scale in real life um, compared to if you are needing to save the world right then, like whatever, fine, we'll figure that out later. We need to go save the world right now.
0: They have short time frames that they have to get the shit done and it's all super critical and there's no pathway to really take. And you're just hoping that each of your guys' strategies are working. And yeah, like it's going to be like we're going to have conflicting differences. Usually when people are working through like a big major strategy or project, they have time. And these these people in these stories don't have that kind of time. So it's always going to kind of be this constant reactive bartering or bantering back and forth um, until like a resolution happens and yeah so I like how they I like how they concluded um, that issue between this couple and kept them kind of like consistent and authentic as like this is if they say they love each other and they are a consistently respectful couple who genuinely have love for each other like this is probably what it would more look like With
1: the moment in the finale when, um, and this is going to border on prediction type stuff, but Huey powers up the studio lights. And in that moment, Starlight is able to draw in enough power to Daze, um, soldier boy so that everybody can team up on him. Earlier in the season, we had seen where Maeve had been, even though she's already a superhero, she knew she needed to kind of keep working on her skills and on her abilities in order to keep progressing. When we first met Starlight, when she was trying out for the seven, do you remember her mom had her training by like hitting the bricks on the side of the house? That seems like a terrible idea, but um, <laughs> that's what they were showing us was that she was strong enough to to punch a brick and have it just shatter. Maybe they're showing us that even if you are super powered, you can still improve if you work at it and here they showed us that she powered up to a level that that she didn't i don't think she knew she could do and she was able to at least daze someone that's much stronger than her supposedly we also have that moment at the end where Maeve is is sharing her inspirational words and she says you can fly i wonder if we're getting to a point where we're seeing how much starlight can power up so that she is in a much better position to be there as far as we know only really super powered i mean kimiko's powered but she's whenever she takes on someone that's like bigger and better she always seems to lose she can beat normal humans but when it comes to other like the seven or soldier Boy, whatever she gets taken out pretty quick so i'm only put looking at starlight as our major superpowered opponent but she's yeah. not strong enough yet so do you think they're kind of telegraphing it's possible anyway that they're telegraphing that with enough effort on her part of it she can get stronger and maybe even fly
2: yeah wrote it out for us like hint hint <laughs> um especially now that if if billy can't take any more temp v there and kimiko like you said she can only take out kind of like i think of her as like the power rangers you know take on out those like gray gray guys (laughs) in the original show the ones that are like the easier ones i I guess she never really considered herself able to take out homelander herself but now that she did that to soldier boy who is i mean obviously at par with homelander then she might have it in her to be like maybe go and i hope there's like a montage of her testing out her powers and, and and it's so cheesy too but i love the way they did it where it was a culmination of like huey also supporting her and then her coming to the epiphany herself of like it wasn't even about huey but like the fact that now she does have his support and Maeve's support too which I think matters probably a little bit more in the superhero realm of like you can do this and and I think now she believed in herself to help but I don't think she ever believed herself in like the superpower sense so now that everything has come together the support around her and herself maybe she will be able to discover more of her power which I find fun because we've said it a lot on the show where they don't really tell us explicitly what all the powers are and what they can do. So, and I think that's on purpose, obviously, but this is fun to know, like she does have something else to give us. um, And she doesn't even know it either.
0: I feel really bad for what I'm about to say, (laughs) but I am not a fan of starlight as a superhero. (laughs) And I actually laughed at that scene where she gets like, they made this like really big, dramatic power up. Right. And it looked super cool. And in theory, it like was really, I guess like it was really helpful. But then when I saw like she does this blast and it really, I don't even feel like it Daisy's Soldier Boy just more like knocks him off balance and then people are able to take advantage of that. Like, I even wrote down, like, was this, like, a joke? Did the writers (laughs) intentionally make this, like, a really huge dramatic buildup for, like, a tiny little boop? (laughs) <laughs> or like some, like to me, it felt relatively like a tiny thing, especially because of all of the powers that we've seen. Like a lot of these people already do, especially like Soldier Boy, especially Homelander, and even Maeve. Oh my god, I love her.
1: Well, still though, that that little boop does show promise that I don't think she knew she she had, and she didn't have unless she went through that cool power up scene. Right?
0: Yeah, but that's the other problem for me, like. I have not been like super impressed with this power that she has since season one because season one showed me that she is basically useless if there's no electricity power around her to take. Because remember, in season one, she was like, had to get power, like try to get like power from the car because she didn't have any power. So she'd come across this person with a car and then they take his car. Uh, And then that's the only way that she is able to actually use that power. So Huey has to feed this power. So, I mean, maybe it's like for potential for them to be able to see how can we always keep a battery pack for Starlight on all of her like ventures so that she can do like super power stuff. But to me, it's like what? kind of power is this is that there's absolutely no electricity kind of things around you like that you have nothing
1: she doesn't get to use those electrical powers she she was in the safe she did get to use some of her strength and it took like an hour of her banging on the door for her to get it open but you're right her major her headline powers her you know ability to create the flashes they call her starlight or whatever that does take the power that the electricity around her, and I also felt like it was underwhelming. Given that, given that all it did was knock him down, but it did. After watching it a second time, I did realize that was enough. To, to give everybody else a chance to gang up on Soldier yeah. Boy.
0: Team effort is, like, the point of it. But it was just, like... It was just funny to me that it, they spent seconds, multiple... 30 seconds. I, I don't even know how long it was. But, like, right, we know, like, in TV, the it's limited real estate time. limited constraint of time, right? And I felt like they spent a huge amount of time just to show us, like, her power-up and her, like, flying in the air kind of, like, moment or whatever. And it was so it was a long time so i was expecting like something as epic as like soldier boy <laughs> you know when he explodes or something i laughed and it was just like think <laughs> I was like, "This isn't." I was like, "Did they do this on purpose? Like, is this one of those satirical kind of things, like that the writers are doing, or was this like intentional and it was just like you said, like underwhelming?" I don't know. That's kind of like that was my impression of it. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it a second time yet, so I'll I'll go check it out. I mean, I was watching it with like COVID brain, so I'm probably like extra like grumpy old man perspective, (laughs) you know?
1: Nah, that's not much of a power.
2: but I do think you're right though I think it is a bit satirical because I think in in essence the show is making fun of these powers in a way so it's meant to be like with Starlight though like we should be taking it seriously or like it's cool that she's getting her powers but I think overall though I mean she is just like what does she do you know like like I I, it's not lost to me like I I didn't think her power was really cool I didn't even know what it did she was kind of useless like you said without any electricity but I think that is also the point as well
0: I was also kind of, like, annoyed earlier in the season before she found out about the Temp V being fatal. She was upset at Huey for, like, using the Temp V. And it's like, bitch, like, you have powers and you're, like, emboldened because you have them. Like, why are you mad that Huey, like, is also going to, like, have powers? <laughs> like, what's what's the problem here? Because she didn't know at that point that Temp V was fatal. Like, afterwards, I'm like, okay, like, we can definitely be, like, more concerned and angry at Huey that if he has this information about being fatal and he still does it we can be mad at him but this was before she's only emboldened as she is and she loves her powers and does like a really and she's like got honor and she's kind of like really consistent and true to herself about it but she has powers like what is so wrong about Huey having the powers i only like sided with her after we found out more data about the science part of it and i'm like yeah we can we can definitely do that but i i don't know i just i was i'm not like super impressed with, like, her character overall. Wow. I'm a grumpy old man. (laughs) Get off my lawn. (laughs) Get off my lawn,
1: (laughs) Rounding out the rest of the boys' team, MM was given a certain amount of screen time this season so that we knew why he was anti-powers, anti-soldier boy. In this episode, though, it feels like he got only a little bit of screen time. He got a, a few cool sound bites like when he says shit's baffling i thought that was a funny word because baffling is a word kind of a kind of a ten dollar word but then he says shits like like uh, (laughs) a nice combination of of highbrow and lowbrow there. shit's baffling and he ends up telling his his daughter about soldier boy and why he he has the hashtag reasons about him overall he didn't have much to contribute to the end of of soldier boy's reign of terror this season he was in on it he did put the the gas mask on him is that enough is that all we could really hope for with a normal mortal man going up against a, a god um, was that was that enough payoff for you guys
0: i mean i guess that gives him like his sense of justice on this thing I've been really sad with what they've done to his character this episode. It just doesn't feel like it matches seasons one and two. But I was like, well, at least like he got to do the gas part because that really is all he can do (laughs) in a room full of superheroes like fighting. Good
2: for him. I do feel like this season, and it happens with like longer seasons, like with shows that have multiple seasons, they can't always be together. And so I think also that's why it's felt a little bit disconnected. But then you realize that, I mean, in this season, it was a lot of them having to have their own journeys to and then i like that now they're all back together so i guess in that sense i'm just going to take it as like he needed to have his journey this season with coming to terms with soldier boy the hold that soldier boy had over him realizing that like like i guess it's like a metaphor he literally cannot do anything against soldier boy he would look at him menacing like i want to kill you but he's like i couldn't do anything about it and i i mean i think that's like a great metaphor for people who hold on to things that they can't control And it like eats them alive. And then he realized in the end, what is the most important? It's my daughter. I don't want to, I don't want to show her this side of me. I want to share. And then like, I love that Frenchie told him like, share that with her too. And she'll like understand you for it. Instead of like not knowing why your dad is doing it, she can at least know like, oh, he has his issues too. You know, like that's a beautiful thing that they're going to be able to like grow up with and have now. And she can even maybe even help him or, you know, help each other. To me it was just a win on like mental health showing people that like you might want to take out the thing that you think is the thing that's messing with you but then you realize that it's actually internal and you got to work on yourself and you got to accept it and then you got to move on so i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into it and giving them too much credit but yeah, that's I like what it that. felt for eminem i mean M M, M- whatever like because it just showed like he's us you know like he he can't do anything about mm-hmm. it but what he can do he can control his emotions the way he treats his co- kid the way he um she opens up to her and like doesn't let that cycle continue like the horrible cycle of just holding it all in and then bursting out and then she's like why is my dad like this
0: so i, I love that yeah well said kat i agree
1: Shit is baffling <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
1: no that was a good point i hadn't applied that much um consideration to uh mm's journey this season but yeah that, that's a great outlook Frenchie and Kimiko, they also had a lot to do this season. As we mentioned before, it was mostly away from the rest of the boys. Kimiko is completely non-existent in this episode, except for... Uh, uh fighting some guys uh to a, to a soundtrack she's a maniac Frenchie, on the other hand has like a lot to do he is emotionally supportive to mm which i don't know if you recall but in the first episode they couldn't talk to each other because they mm-hmm. still had some beef with each other then he dips into quite a lot of cocaine and then helps save the day by crafting the uh, knockout gas that they need, even though he's been shot in the leg. So um, that's a lot. And plus he, he, he kind of grows a backbone with Butcher. He, he can suck my shit. Uh, I will not shut my cake hole. My cake hole will remain open. That's a lot for Frenchie. And, but again, like we said with Huey, maybe maybe they needed to do that just with TV and the nature of, of TV progressing. They build up to this moment where there can be a change. Does it feel earned to you guys that he's now this this guy, even though a minute ago he was needing to kind of coke up in order to get through what he was going through after, until you know, Kimiko <laughs> straightens him out?
0: all of the stress and it seems like they never really get any rest so it makes sense that he (laughs) needs a booster and uh to to get his focus done so with Frenchie I think that just kind of like the way that we enjoy seeing like what the superheroes have to offer like we don't see all of their powers at once we see little bits and pieces there we got to see that in like a human we got to see that like he's able to like figure out how to like create some gas that apparently you only could like get in russia (laughs) or from like a super lab like that they had to go and, and rob and stuff right and then he just had to like magically like created again in a lab so i could hate on it and just reject the notion that he's incapable of it or i can accept this as like just like superheroes get to show us little glimpses of what they're capable of frenchie is also has more than meets the eye in terms of like his intellect um his intelligence and his ability to you know we already knew he was like a problem solver since episode one when he how he figured out how to take out translucent uh, with a butt stick dynamite
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'll take it and i did really love like all of his like m- even though he needed a lot of emotional support um he was a really great friend and support to eminem and and yeah really critical in in like that kind of like human needs cascading down and then the relationship with Kimiko he didn't have like a ton of stuff really going on and yeah he didn't piss me off this season
2: (laughs) (laughs) it it was a little bit uh the shit's baffling of uh of uh, him being able to create this like unique crazy ass gas and just like what five minutes under gunfire I was like you know what that's something you just gotta let it go (laughs) it's not gonna make any sense one of my favorite moments this season was kimiko and them dancing you know the dance number the musical mm-hmm. episode the thing with the show is there's a lot of characters so i guess some have to get sidelined in some ways um i do think they had their progression and again i think everyone's kind of like tied up and finally resolved maybe not all their issues but some of their issues or the big ones that have been holding them back in the past so i do feel like Frenchie has hopefully left Nina in the background or not. And that could also be an issue moving forward. And then Kimiko has come together with herself of like, you know, realizing she can decide what she wants to do. She wants to kill people or save them and take control of, you know, that emotion. So it just feels like everyone's sort of figured out their shit in in the ways that like have been holding them back. So it's going to be fun to see them. I guess they're like at full potential now. They're moving forward at their best, whatever their best self is right now. So I think that was Frenchie and Kimiko.
1: I was a little surprised that they stayed because we had talked about their their ongoing desire to just leave this all behind. But But maybe with the choice to retain her powers also comes the choice to apply them. And this is mm-hmm. how she wants to do it. And she's at peace with that. So... Mm -hmm. We've covered pretty much all the boys except for Butcher. And we've also covered how he saved Huey in the worst way possible. (laughs) Uh, Did you catch the moment when he ignores the call incoming from Grace? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That might have changed how he approached things. In fact, the whole Ryan aspect of it is something that they let lie, you know because because the way he broke ties with Ryan earlier in the season, I think we're supposed to keep him out of our out of our minds and then they have pretty much set up season four <laughs> all all based around the push and pull uh, of Ryan between Butcher and Homelander. I don't know if fielding that call, would have changed much because you know the deed was already done by that point but still man i bet he wishes he would have got taken that call
0: i wish that he wouldn't have dumped ryan in such a horrible way like i guess it matches like his style right the shittiest way possible that he handled huey it's also the shittiest way possible how he handled the whole ryan thing when that's like you know that was like a Big driver of keeping this boy safe from Homelander so he doesn't become another Homelander. And it's just his epic failure in this season.
1: It's the for your own good, I'm going to punch you in the face and then walk away. Just because Ryan is 10 or whatever doesn't mean that that's not what he did emotionally.
0: Yeah, because he like spent time when we saw episode one where he like orders on Amazon the Connect Four and then you next time you see them play and I thought, wow, like this is like some growth and like I really like like this this is like really sweet on like his attempts on doing this and so if I'm picturing myself as Ryan and like this person who like my mother like told me that she, to love and trust um, and he is consistently at this point been doing that and then yeah all of a sudden like the punch in the face and walks away and then is gone for like the whole season I'm not surprised that Ryan would choose to go with Homelander after that because like he's the only one who like embraces him for as he is. And Butcher has to be really severely impacted by that. And I'm assuming that that's obviously what a big part of season four is going to be.
1: I mean, the whole big fight at the end, how they've been telegraphing it is that everyone's supposed to gang up on Homelander. They throw Ryan into the mix of it. And now we have unlikely allies of Homelander and Butcher lasering Soldier Boy at the same time. Never would have thought that was going to happen. In fact, that would have been a pretty juicy... Flash to put into like a preview for the whole season, right? Like how in the hell would that ever happen, (laughs) (laughs) right? But instead they just gave us butcher with the the eye lasers and that was enough. I was interested to watch how these two guys hit each other. And maybe it's just because I watch a lot of action movies and you see different kinds of fighting styles and different this and that. But these two guys don't seem to have any express, you know, formal training per se they just look like they've gotten into a lot of fights i know that's not like an overly interesting aspect of the show to talk about but still they're just slugging on each other like guys in a in a bar um rather than say like kimiko where she's clearly had top-notch training and is flying all around the room um, walking on the ceiling or whatever <laughs> to try to try to take down her assailants. These two guys are just slugging each other, even though they are super duper strong.
2: You know, usually we have this like big training montage or like people discovering their powers. And I love that he just does temp B and was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and like, it just go- like you said, he just goes and brawls it out. It's, it's ballsy. Because he has that bravado where like he he never falters. Like he never thinks like, oh, like I've only been a soup for what, like three times <laughs> and and he still thinks he can hold his own. That's just been funny to me all season. Always swagger. Always swagger. Even yeah. when he even
1: when he walks in after mm-hmm. he gets his terminal diagnosis. Yeah. There's a way that Carl Urban portrays Butcher that is super alpha. It's a power move to take up space. In terms of you know you've seen like man spreading or whatever on on in public spaces or whatever and so like it's the same sort of idea of 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 exerting dominance is by taking up as much space as you possibly can, very alpha thing to do for people that don't happen yeah. an to be male and if you notice whenever he comes in, he does this move where he shifts his weight kind of back and forth on his feet
2: mm-hmm. like and, a boxer
1: yeah. But it's also like I'm claiming this whole airspace, you know, where you see someone that's more meek, more Huey, even though Huey is quite tall, he never really does it. He always has his like arms crossed and he t- and he takes up just like a sliver of, of airspace, you know, whereas Butcher, he just kind of he just kind of almost like he coils and spins around with how much weight shifting he does to, to claim This is my spot and all this and maybe even six feet around me, (laughs) you know, even though he's dying. Just watch him. Whenever he comes on screen, he kind of shifts back and forth, kind of John Wayne style. Like, like this is me, I'm taking up this amount of space.
2: There was one moment though that I think was pivotal for and it was like just a fleeting moment but I think said a lot about what happened at the end with Billy. He had been wanting to do this by himself the whole time take out Homelander and then take out Soldier Boy or you know like whatever this plan was and he did not care if anyone was on board. He didn't want to hear any opposing opinions because like you know he took out M.M. because he was going to be that opposing force Right. He had like the one straight goal And it was funny to me because even... Like he had the temp V, you know, and he was battling it out in that like last scene with, you know, against Homelander and Soldier Boy. And then there was a moment where he, I think that one of them had knocked the, him out and then he comes to, and then it's all the other people around him that had been trying to be there for him that he has pushed away that were the ones that were getting it done. Like it ends up being Mave, it ends up being, you know, like MM even holding Soldier Boy down. And like it wasn't him doing it. And I was thinking like that was such a good, I guess, sort of a metaphor for like the way he thought he could handle it by on his own, but then realizing, oh shit, like I can't do it on my own. You know, like even if he's not going to admit that like fully, I think he realized in that moment, for himself that he was like oh like it's not even me that was able to take out soldier, soldier boy or homelander or whatever and then i think that's why at the end when starlight says that thing where he was she's like oh what's billy gonna say about that and then when he, he comes in and was like well you know like i think he kind of went back to that moment of like shit was hitting the fan and he wasn't even a part of it, but it was everyone else who was all in there doing it. Like, I think that's the moment for me that I was like, Oh, maybe this is what's going to turn him around to being like more of a team player. Still be very Billy, but he knows deep down that like he needs them now. And I think he didn't feel that way before.
1: The shit was hitting the fan and he went to defend Ryan to put his body between soldier boys eruption and Ryan which is also a big, huge character-changing moment for him rather than try to go after Homelander why, rather than... Because there was several things happening all at the same time in that moment. And really, the pursuit of Homelander was derailed because Ryan chose Homelander and Billy blacks out. The, none of the rest of them were going to go after him without super-powered Billy to, to try to, to take up the slack. But I think your point, though, about needing the team and realizing that and then also figuring out where his his heart is defending his his wife's child honoring his his promise all kind of crashed in on him at the same time combining Mm -hmm. that with a terminal diagnosis and now you might have a very different guy even though he may come in to the room and still take his amount of space just because he's used to doing that from muscle memory he you know, he also just kind of waited by the door, slurping on a <laughs> on a big gulp, <laughs> listening to everybody talk, rather than barge in and set everybody straight. The last shot we get of him, though, is that he is turning his attention toward Victoria in the next season. Yeah, yeah, I guess we'll <laughs> save that little bit until the uh, predictions section so that we can continue moving on because we really have only supers to talk about now. All season, we've been wondering what was up with Maeve. And we finally got our action with, with Maeve. I wonder if she had another project she was engaged with or something. Sometimes that'll happen, you know, or someone will go away and come back over the course of the filming of a TV show to address other obligations. Or maybe she just didn't have that big a role this season. She did apply it when it counted. I was set up for her big ending by initially being disappointed in that she turned on the boys and decided to stick with her singular focus on Homelander and jeopardize in fact their larger effort to take out Soldier Boy. Did you guys fall for that whole whole line also?
0: I have an issue with, like, how everything, like, turned out on that battle. You know, just to start off with, like, Maeve, like, I'm with Maeve on that. I'm like, the fucking mission is to take out this monster Homelander who's, like, impacting the world in a really big way negatively. He is in charge, essentially, of the largest group that has all of the soups he's really dangerous on like a big large scale so to me that mission makes more sense than like protect ryan from soldier boy like i don't give a shit about that <laughs> like <laughs> like so so i was just like yeah like mave is the one who's got some sense here and her battle scene was amazing i love her so much and i love like and like you were saying right like everybody if they exercise and practice they do improve and get better we saw that with mave she's been you know sober and and exercising and really practicing her battle stuff. And we got to see like a really legitimate fighter versus like the the messy brawlers. And I really liked that. But I don't, I was like, yes, like this makes sense <laughs> to keep on this mission right here on Homelander. And I'm glad that she got to do it. And I think that she's had so much internal fear against Homelander. Maybe she, I don't know, maybe like he's just played so many mind games and been so dangerous to so many people that she didn't realize that she actually did have what it took to like be a legitimate threat to him right like she didn't blow up when he lasered her she fought through that and like kept kicking his ass if that was new data for her like she's never been lasered by Homelander before so this is like oh wow i i actually like can keep going here and then that gave her like extra mojo then like kudos but i i was happy that she stayed on mission i was more annoyed with everybody else
1: (laughs) Good
0: take but i'm looking at like large scale here he's causing like really like big havoc he's fucking psycho crazy unstable i don't know why soldier boy is the bad guy here i fucking laughed so much when he like just <laughs> slammed ryan with his shield out of the way. i know it's so bad whatever i'm a mom like uh, i can like t- i can like find humor in this kind of stuff too <laughs> but I don't know. I'm also thinking, like, Ryan's a superhero. Homelander is his son. Like, these are, like, really strong people. The mission to get Homelander out, like, I don't know. I felt like Soldier Boy could easily, like, blast them with this thing and they would make it. Because Kimiko, you know, she's arguably not as powerful as these three people as Ryan, Homelander and Maeve and look how like they survived this like blast and she survived the blast. So I think that they would have survived like Maeve did. So I think like if Homelander is like kinship to Soldier Boy and and therefore also to Ryan, then it would have like taken care of the goals that they've been wanting, right? Which is like Ryan doesn't need his powers like you know, that was that was Butcher's big problem. I mean, he didn't want him to be like his dad with like the powers. And I think homelander would have survived the blast. He just would have no power, which is exactly what they would have wanted. I thought Maeve was the only one who made sense.
1: Nice. All right.
2: I do wonder if the project thing that you're talking about makes sense because, in some ways, I I feel like Maeve is the one that's been the un, un, underutilized the most in this across the the seasons, which has been annoying because she seems to be also one of the most interesting that I would want to know more about, especially yeah, her powers. I agree with that. In this episode, we learned just how powerful she is. I mean, still not any. We don't she did have any better specifics. than I was
1: expecting. Actually, yeah,
2: yeah. She didn't have any specifics, and I actually was thinking she died, and was thinking like, oh. Okay like that was a very fitting way to go i was like but it was sad oh this is the way you're gonna get rid of her and like she had nothing like you know we we didn't she didn't get any like a lot of screen time or like a lot of development i'm glad it didn't end up that way because i would have been really upset and it also kind of gives her room to maybe possibly come back because we've seen with uh kimiko that you can get it back so not counter out for sure you know forever it was fun to see the showdown between her and homelander it was kind of like i guess. Uh, was it like a Wonder Woman against Superman? Um,
1: sort of, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was really cool. And I love that like there was a moment there where Homelander was like, come on, May, we have like a bigger problem over here. And I was like, yeah, come on. And I was like, wait, no, like she, like Inez, she had her eye on the prize and has never let him fool her you know like she knows exactly who he is and yeah there is that bigger issue of soldier boy but like homelander is an issue and always will be and so she wanted to get rid of him which is understandable so I don't know but I'm still upset at how Maeve has been handled and I wonder if it's that was the plan all along or if it was more because of actor availability so but I do like how they, they kind of tied it up Totally
1: agree that, that she's been squandered.
2: The the actress who plays her is really good and I, I love that like they like the hints of who she was, um and and what we could have learned more about, but kind of a missed opportunity unless there's something else coming down the road. But I don't know. I feel like it's pretty much done at this point.
1: Yeah, I feel like she is uh, not gonna sign up for any more heroing, even even if they said you can have your powers back, I think I don't think she'd want them back.
0: Yeah. Yeah the only way that this would happen, it's just random blue sky thinking here. If she were to return, it would have to be because of Homelander being like, a pe- like so petty about like this fight situation. And he would go after her and, and maybe like hurt her spouse. And then she'd be like, well, like if he killed her spouse after she like hid away somewhere, then she would come back to like try to off him. But i Felt like it was was a really good send-off for her. She deserves a break. She's been traumatized by him for even longer than we've known her. Um, She deserves some peace.
1: Ashley uh, deleted the the copy of the video recording of her escaping. We know that Vaught and the media is saying that she's dead. However, we also know that... Homelander has a transactional relationship with a woman who, for all we know, in the next season will be vice president of the United States. Um, a person that can get information by asking for it, for all we know, at least in TV world. I mean, she got Ryan's location. So digging up the whereabouts of Maeve's, you know, former partner and then kind of connecting the dots isn't completely off the table. It's just narratively... It feels like I don't know, that feels kind of soap opera at this point and I think they'd mm-hmm. want to move mm-hmm. forward with some new more exciting plot.
0: Yeah. I hope that they leave her alone and then just like keep reintroducing like new soups and new powers just to kind of give us more range about like what's out there and I like I said, I feel like Maeve deserves this piece and send off.
1: Maybe, you know, they'll give love sausage his powers back and he <laughs> can come back.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What if he uses that thing like a bazooka, or if it's strictly strangulation?
1: I, I think maybe, or like a like a bow staff. You know, um
0: you think he's like impales people with that? Yeah, like, you think, sure. Like it could it could do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of blood. That's, yeah.
1: That's,
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> This is a fun show. I'm like so grateful for both of you for inviting me to join you on this because this is probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, Despite like, I know like... I like to pick apart like things, but overall I'm like super entertained. It's so unique and different than like anything that I've ever seen before. And um, it's so fun to talk about because it, it's opened up like so like a creativity box in my head. Right. And, and, and I love like going down those thought trains and you guys just entertain me with them and put them in <laughs> teasers. <laughs> it's good stuff.
1: Well, we're glad to have you because um, you are someone that I know won't always see things the same way as me or as Kat. So mm-hmm. um, it's it provides a different way of of looking at the characters and the events and especially on a show where it doesn't necessarily have to follow the same sort of rules set down as other shows and other narratives. Yes, there are things built into storytelling that we, as people, you know, raised in a Western culture, come to appreciate and expect, but the the boys, what makes it so watchable and unique is that the way they do it is they, they recognize that, but then they still apply their own rules to that, um, by not having any. So, <laughs> so, so it, it's great to get all, you know, points of view on how to look at this thing that is so wildly different than everything else. So that really leaves us with Homelander and Soldier Boy. The whole first part of Soldier Boy's episode, I think, was meant to be a red herring into scaring us into thinking that he might team up with his son. Because of the moments of just feeling very iffy on the whole arrangement to go take out Homelander. I don't know. Did you guys agree that that was that they were setting us up to feel that way?
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm
1: was cat your prediction about soldier boy seeing homelander as a as a disappointment and ryan in turn as as a just an extension of that disappointment <laughs> did they telegraph that by having soldier boy explain that that's where he came from in terms of where he learned how to how to father because that's how his father treated him a real man wouldn't have taken a shortcut that that bullshit
2: oh yeah I mean it definitely came from that like it was funny because that whole speech was meant we've seen it happen before in other shows and that was meant to be like I didn't want to be like this he actually like leaned into it (laughs) Um, that caught me off guard because I was like oh maybe I was wrong and he actually does want to be with you know soldier boy and then when it kind of went the other way I was like oh okay and that's what I love about the show and the writing is sometimes like they are on point with some of the tropes that we've seen before but then in other ways they kind of take the trope and turn it like 180 which makes it more interesting and and kind of um, make a whole new trope (laughs) I love that because as an audience we're already we've seen the father-son issues a lot on tv and so sometimes like we were we were expecting that right and then to have it done in this way when soldier Boys, like actually no i don't want this and you are a disappointment like you just kind of going into it i i really enjoyed that and it makes for interesting tv because if they had teamed up like i don't know how interesting that could have been <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah like what soldier boy have to feed um, Homelander milk or what, <laughs> like, what, what it... <laughs> although I think I I Inez would have really love that but um, uh, oh my um, god but yeah.
0: that's funny oh my god that's a great visual thank you for that cat
2: yeah like the three of them just eating cereal like that would have been awkward you know slurping on that cereal
1: <laughs> and if was strong enough to actually like handle an entire cow they could yeah. just pick up the cow <laughs>
0: squeeze (laughs)
1: Directly into the bowl.
0: (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, I really do love that it played out like this. You know, there's some areas I felt like you know this some areas of other characters where the storyline feels like lazy writing, but it feels on contrast that they put a lot of thought and effort into like soldier boys character and everything about soldier boy. I enjoy, I love his confidence, his security, um, no bullshit kind of thing. Like I would love to live my life in a way where I like just don't give a fuck about what people like think or say and I just do what I want to do and because it feels good and it feels right and it's like fun I feel (laughs) I just love that soldier boy calls out homelander like you know calls out homelander you know, on that biggest secure insecurity that he does have that's something that holds homelander from being super great is the fact that he cares so much about what people think of him he needs to feel love because he like but versus like soldier boy i don't think he gives a shit if people love him or not like he's just like doing his thing and living his life living his best life and i'm i respect that
1: Was he- gotten by without it for a very long time
0: and it's just so satisfying to like see him bring Homelander down like that because nobody does nobody can bring Homelander down like that because Homelander like can kill everybody so easily and they know it this is like one person who's like I don't give a shit like you could try to kill me like we can go for it whatever like I don't give a fuck like that was very satisfying
1: other than that he didn't have a whole lot to do in this episode I mean he gets in a big fight it's a cool fight and they lead us around by the nose with the I might go back on the D but in fact he he would have been happy to take out Holander on his on his own. It's the adi- addition of Ryan to the equation that throws every everything off track and we get a totally different fight than we were expecting. Now I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that this resolution felt a lot like a pause button having been put on mm-hmm. this whole narrative. I don't know that I loved Them putting him into cold storage. In fact, I would have preferred not.
0: What would you have preferred?
1: Just dead.
0: Oh my God i would have been devastated paul yeah but they can't kill him i mean
2: again we don't know the extent of what powers are blah blah i thought it was very fitting cruel way it's his worst nightmare like soldier boy's worst nightmare being stuck in there but like he's so crazy that no one can contain him no one can kill him is he crazy though
0: he's, he's of his time he's of his time <laughs> i felt like i just kept questioning like why is he the bad guy I I don't understand. Like, he came back from, you know, he was tortured for 40 years he came back and he was only on one mission to take out the people who put him in that situation but like other than that he wasn't wreaking havoc on anybody or anything he's unstable that's the thing so
2: he is definitely like like a bomb waiting to just go off so i think that's why he's unstable but yeah i mean the reasoning like even at the end of the finale i had the same thing i was like huh like he's not that bad like like he but he does things in a way i think like he he very much was a soldier like he doesn't ask questions he has like a one-track mind he's not open for other you know ways of life and opinion so i think that's maybe what makes him bad but i don't know but he has like a black and white moral compass which also sometimes is not good but like i hope that by putting him in the box that means that he's not gone and I just love Jensen Ackles so I need to see him again in (laughs) season 4 and I think they know that so that's why they couldn't kill him especially if Maeve is gone gone like we still need him to be there but the thing is like how are they going to use him and could it be something where since he does have this crazy power that he basically takes away other powers is that the way that they're going to also experiment on him to extract whatever that is to use that as Homelander like I mean to take out Homelander Ooh. So I would think that would be the key for him. But also it's just because like, he's going to be in there for a while. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's the last... I feel like this is like, again, if this is going multiple seasons, this is one of those things in like other shows where they like shelve the person for one, one bit, but then like they have to come back because like he is the equivalent of Homelander. Like how can they just put him in a box and like, okay, bye. <laughs> like
1: I wonder, did they... Did we see on screen where anybody officially connects the dots that Soldier Boy's explosive... Power also takes away superpowers.
2: I don't think everyone knows that yet. I think just the people who, like I obviously the boys do because Maeve and and Kimiko know, but like I don't think Homelander knows that yet.
0: I mean, I think that Vought like knows now. So that's because of the cleanup that they had to do at HeroGasm. They talk okay. about that. That, they, that, would that. Yeah, would that would make sense. sense yeah, that makes sense if
1: if they did know that. But it would also make sense because we haven't seen anyone just freaking say it that they know that and for like say grace knowing that or someone like that someone in a very official capacity soldier boy is under grace's control now mm-hmm. i mean i have no belief that that cold storage unit if he should ever wake up would st- would keep him contained for even half a second yeah. but, <laughs> but, and
2: what what is the gas that like i guess not even can it just subdues him a little bit like because it he's still very much in control i don't know like i'm like why can't they just inject that into his veins and kill him like i don't understand why they can't kill him kill him just they
0: can't penetrate like penetrate
2: okay so it can only be the gas that he inhales Mm -hmm. okay but they can't come up with a lethal gas (laughs) like nothing kills him i guess that's crazy
0: nothing kills him that they can like figure out yet so it makes sense that it's consistent right that that he would not actually die, but have to be put in storage. And I'm grateful for that because honestly, I feel like this made no sense, soldier boy, (laughs) like, Yes, he was unstable in the beginning. Like he just got out of 40 years of like being tortured and like in in isolation and a thing. But by the end of the season, he was very much like more in control. Like we didn't see him have a He was more intentional about everything. So I feel like that was just kind of transitional like instability.
1: Well, at the end when he's, when he blows up, is that a loss of control akin to his loss of control? When he hears the Russian music, or is that more like I'm going to use all the tools I can to get out of this this yeah. bind? Because like it- a life
0: saving measure yeah. for him, I think that's like a fight or flight kind of like response that he was having, like a last ditch effort. I don't like that he was like the bad guy because i feel like logically on his story like it makes sense. We've seen movies and shows where like a good guy like comes back and takes vengeance and taking out all of his bad guy people and we're rooting for that person. So why is that any different um in this situation here? Like he didn't intentionally like kill those people in the beginning. It's just kind of like an unintended consequence of him being released in the wild while un- like physically unhealthy, but afterwards he's like he was like in control and he's super knowledgeable and he's really confident and he's like got honor from the beginning that he made that deal he was on mission the entire time up even like past Huey like betraying him and nearly de- jeopardizing that, that mission that Huey and Butcher asked him to do even though he didn't know any of them and like so I feel like this is like a unfair situation here like just because he's gonna shoot <laughs> at Homelander protecting Ryan, Ryan like yeah, I feel like the logic like do these people not have logical reasoning kimiko survived and she was not powerful not as powerful as homeland like she doesn't have bulletproof skin the way that homelander does and therefore ryan also does who are both related to like they should just let him blast them both because i think they both would have lived logically that makes sense that they would live but just not have powers and that's like a win-win for everybody so but yeah i like what you said kat that uh the potential now they have him and creating some kind of anecdote to the soup power that could potentially be used to continue that mission
2: yeah but you're right on the um like the fact that he's so like, he knows who he is. He's so confident. It really irked him when like, he was willing to go along with Billy, even though like with with this Homelander thing, even learning that Homelander is his blood or whatever, whatever, Threw a wrench in the plans, but he was like still willing to do it because you know of his feelings towards that. No, no connection there really, besides the blood part. Uh, when Billy went against him because of Ryan, he was just like, "What? Like you're like them too?" And I was just like, like, "Or he's weak too." And I was like, "He never falters on what he believes in, which is, I mean, an admirable quality, but it depends on what you're believing, I guess, right?" So that was interesting to see.
1: It's all in the framing, right? Like Inez just <laughs> mentioned, we've seen lots of stories. Framed where the where the person who's been locked away gets a chance to to take uh revenge on their on their captors and we're meant to root for that character. Even even though we may know that on the whole, that person may not be a great person. Like, have you ever seen Old Boy?
0: Mm-mm. No.
1: No. It was a Korean movie that was remade, and Josh Brolin was the guy who was put away for a long time in like this very odd kind of imprisonment where he was there for years and years and years and it wasn't like jail it was like a room where he was you know given food and just time to i don't know just time passed in typical like uh asian cinema style there's just all this weird shit that happens including like he gets put back out in the world but he wakes up inside like A piece of luggage like suitcase or something and then and then then he figures out hey I'm not in my room anymore and then he gets to try to seek vengeance on the people that that did him wrong in the first place and we know that he's not a great guy but the setup for the story is that he's the protagonist so we're following him and we're watching him go through all this stuff same deal as, as as soldier boy we we know that he has his his faults but um, in this case, we're we're we already have our protagonist. That job's taken, so we have to look at him as as a ba- as a bad guy. The job of bad guy is already taken, uh, mm-hmm. and that is Homelander. In the last episode, we debated about Noir returning to. Um, face off with soldier boy but we <laughs> missed the, the fact that he would have to he would have to make amends with homelander in order to to get that far which didn't work out Um.
0: (laughs) R.I.P. Noir.
1: Again, yeah, we thought he was toast last time. Now I think with his guts like on the floor and um, (laughs) ripped out, ripped open, I think that's it. I think that's all now for... Dark. Definitely
0: Dark. more serious than an uh, almond allergy ingestion, right? <laughs> 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 He's yes. definitely out. Did you guys think that it would be Homelander to take him out?
2: I didn't until he walked in and realized like that I, I knew that was going to go down. Because Homelander is, he he could have anybody on his team. And even if you're a weakling or whatever, but like you're loyal to him, that's what he wants the most. You to be truthful and not hide anything from him. That's like his... His thing. So when when he when he said, "Did you know?" I was like, "Ooh,
0: you're gonna get it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so it's very consistent of Homelander. Yeah, he's pretty easy if you think about it. Like, lo- yeah. like
2: of course, like 100% loyalty comes with cavi- what caveat when when it's Homelander. But like, if you think about it, like that's all he wants, and then just don't lie to him and be truthful about it. So, but most people can't do that. with him <laughs>
1: That's a good point. He doesn't kill you just for weakness. I mean, he may hurt you, like if you're the uh, the deaf superhero trying out for the seven, That that's, you know, one thing. But in terms of you've already made the team, uh, all you need to do is just be loyal because he despises A-Train and Ashley and, and the Deep. But since they'll kiss his ass, they can stick around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's got the fear installed in them, um, so he doesn't have to worry about trust, he just has to worry about control there. But Noir, like, he had, like, a high respect for him. Like, I even felt sad for, for him a little bit when he's explaining how he's the one who, like, killed Noir and he's, like, worth more than all of you yeah and i was, <laughs> that like, was brutal. I, yeah i was like because i know like it hurt him to kill elizabeth Shue in season one it hurt him to um these are good Noir. assets to the
2: team like they're valuable but they just the loyalty is what matters to him more and
0: he's so unstable like he needs yeah that security and once you fuck that up so as soon as like when he asked Noir, "Did you know?" I was like, "Fuck!" He's about to murder him right now. <laughs>
2: it was it was pretty. Um, what's the word? Um, unsettling. When he says, "I can see you under the mask. I know when you smile. I know when you're blah blah blah," and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, I "Was like <laughs> cre- like cre- hashtag creepy homelander like." Like that was peak creepy Homelander um, knowing everything. And, and it, it also goes to show you like when I think um, Grace was like fumbling with her phone and she's like, I can hear your little thing. And so sometimes we've mentioned whether Homelander hears everything in the building. And I think he does. So it's like, like, does the mute, like I always wonder, like putting the music up, does that even help like starlight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know.
1: Good point. It's coming back to Ryan, I guess. The discussion that he had with Ryan in their yard where he says accidents for people that are as strong as us just happen and it's no one's fault. None of us are as strong as them. So maybe we don't have the right um, perspective. But to me, that felt like an easy explanation to get back on ryan's side or ryan back on his side did that explanation wash with you guys like just because we're strong sometimes things are going to happen so it's no big deal just that the nature of their abilities means that bad things are going to happen and they just got to get used to it
0: it's such a homelander kind of response right like instead of like we have an accountability and a responsibility because we have this like that would be a much harder
1: answer to give
0: yeah, but he's yeah, but, he's but he like wants well, him on his side. Shit happens. <laughs> and I love you still. And yeah, and then this boy has gone through so much trauma. And he's super confused. And this is the one person who's saying like, be your authentic self. And I will still love you no matter what, like I would go with Homelander too.
2: And on the one hand, it's beautiful, like, you know, kind of like a father-son relationship and also just like that unconditional love um, between a, a parent and a offspring or whatever. But like on the other hand, it's coming from Homelander. So, of course, it has like the twist of being fucked up. So it's like it's like, oh, like what he's saying sounds really nice especially if you're ryan who like he killed his mom billy has left him so he has no one and so he's just so he's like peak vulnerable and then you have homelander come in and say like i'm gonna accept you no matter what i'm gonna love you no matter what you do and and so on the one hand it's like very nice that ryan like hopefully even if it's coming from a fucked up way i hope homelander means it he did use ryan as a tool as a a deflection because he wanted to use that again with soldier boy and at the very end he also uses ryan to kind of like have like i have a son and and get more admiration from the people he is sort of using ryan as a tool to get more like to get that love from people and as a also a shield like he wanted to use a shield against soldier boy in a way i want to feel like what he says is genuine to at least to ryan you know cuz like they both are in the same they're experiencing the same like he he's ho- hoping to maybe help him but i feel like he's only doing it because he wants ryan to love him and uh. that's never and that's never mm-hmm. If you're only doing things because you want someone to do something for you, that's never going to be the way to do, like, you're not going to get the love that you want. He sort of manipulated Ryan because he knows he's vulnerable. And so, of course, Ryan's going to go. But we learn down the road, is it going to hold water, you know, like with Ryan and and when he grows up and becomes even like crazier and like teenager, or is he going to be on his side and be like, you know what, like, this is who I am, too. And I mean, he is Homelander's son, so maybe he's going to have the same tendencies as him. And I don't know, unless he has Billy sort of fighting for for him as well and then that's going to be like the epiphany. So maybe that could be like a season
0: four sort of thing.
2: They would have to jump Ryan a little bit older and if Billy only has a year or two, like, I don't think they can do a massive time jump for that to happen.
0: You know, Homelander, I have to always remind myself, like, Homelander grew up in a lab. He And he grew up in a company environment that is constantly sweeping all of his misdoings, like, under the rug and hiding it and protecting him. So for Homelander, like, that's his norm. That's his baseline. That's That's just standard practice. So I feel like his advice to Ryan there is, like, genuine because it literally is, like how he's lived his entire existence um so that's what he's going to be teaching ryan and then he's going to empower ryan on doing these things and you know training it up on his powers that he knows that he has inside him and showing him just like when he blasted that person's head off in front of people on the first time that he takes like ryan out in a public outing to announce like move my son that's emboldens Ryan we see him have that little like smirk at the end of the scene right you know and part of it I think he always will have an agenda that includes how the public like perceives him and I think he will use the opportunity um realize that Ryan could be like a shield but I feel like right now we're seeing like Homelander step into like I'm going to prioritize my parenting side right now in teaching him how to kind of like take over the world or va or the community you know and it's crazy i feel like ryan will absolutely get worse before he gets better if he does get better i feel like this is could totally be a kind of show where like we don't see ryan ever get like saved
1: Um, that's an interesting perspective Uh, that's a a tall prediction there it's always um telling what a show is willing to do with a kid and and that sets the tone about what what the rest of the show will be like now this is kind of in reverse and that they've shown us what they'll do with the rest of the show but we'll, what will they do with a kid in terms of like if you see a movie or a tv show where they kill a kid now you know the stakes are more elevated than you might see on something else you know in terms of well if they'll do that then maybe they'll even kill dogs or you know so something <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is working in reverse where we've seen them do a lot of stuff. We've like, uh, like in the earlier seasons where they show that there's that lab of superpowered babies, you know, that was a, just a glimpse into, well, they're experimenting on kids. So that's pretty rough compared to other shows. Would they be willing to let a kid go and have a, an, an arc where he doesn't turn out. Okay. Like Kat and I often make, um, comparisons to game of thrones because that show for a while would do anything including have kids that don't have a payoff look at uh, some of the stark siblings that didn't qu- quite make mm, it
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> couldn't r- outrun the arrows
2: yeah and we didn't get one of the boys die which i was a little bit irked about because in the set like you said if they don't have that game of thrones effect where like any of them are on the chopping block then we might get it might not be as interesting down the road like in the later seasons i was hoping one of them would die (laughs) just i mean not like like as a fan no but in terms of like the fan fan of a show like yeah if you're not willing to do that and and keep the stakes up yeah if you're not going to take those risks like why are we going to watch when we know that everyone it'll just end up okay at the end like i don't like that so i do hope like maybe it could be it. it's all like rainbows and butterflies how they left it right now like oh we're back the boys are back together and so it'd be really cool if like in the first like i guess they always drop the first three right like so i'm assuming they'll do that for season four in one of those first uh three episodes that one of them is on the chopping block and we thought It would be kind of like a mindfuck of like, oh, they're all safe and they're going to go on this mission. And then all of a sudden one of them gets their head pops because, you know, from Victoria, like from Vicky. Um, And then that would keep it interesting to kind of keep us going. Because if no one dies in the first like episodes, it's like, oh, okay, everything will be fine again. And that's how I think they'll lose people.
0: It has come up a lot in like my side conversations that I have with people about the show where everybody's just like, why doesn't Victoria try to, like, pop Homelander in some way? Like, his head, his hand, whatever. And so maybe we can, like, explore that for, like, a second before we move on to predictions. Maybe she
2: has, and it hasn't worked. (laughs) Right, yeah. Well,
1: he seems pretty confident that it wouldn't matter. But then we saw that Maeve was able to, you know, bloody his nose stab him in the ear. Now, will he heal from those things quickly? I kind of assume so. But the fact that she was able to make those dents means that you apply enough super pressure and and he will break.
0: She must have already had to have tried, right? Like she's so scared of him. but she also comes from the from the mind
2: game of um, uh, Stan Edgar or whatever. So what if she's playing Homelander and thinking that making him think that she's weak? And she actually could pop his head.
0: I feel like the fear that they've showed us has seemed like really genuine. Like a lot of the fear was like when she wasn't encountering him head on, maybe. When I talked to my sister about it, she reminded me, well, like, you know, Homelander can see inside of people's bodies. Like he can Mm. see the blood. He can see their energy, their heart rate, all of this stuff. So it's possible that like if she's tried, like he can fight it like maybe strong enough to fight it and, like, be able to kill it right away. Like, if he's able to detect it, then he's, like, well, like laughable. I mean, because she's really powerful. I lo- remember that flex that she did with Starlight where she, let, she made Starlight's nose bleed just barely enough just to kind of show us, like, the kind of, like, power and control that she has. We haven't really seen her have any kind of attempts, and I don't know if it's because she's afraid to even try because of how powerful he is. Kind of, like, the way that... Maeve has been afraid of Homelander until she realized, like, actually, like, I can kick his ass. It could just maybe, like, be one of those kind of instances. But I just thought it'd be worth this. If we're asking the questions over here, there's probably people that are also going to, like, want to hear, like, why? Why is it she just trying to pop him? <laughs>
1: so. Good point. Well... We are running super long, so let's move into predictions. Uh, Going into next season, we have a lot of things set up. We have Soldier Boy in cold storage. We have Terminal Billy. We have uh, Starlight in the boys now, and a reconstituted boys under a kinder, gentler Billy. The Seven, which has several openings now. The Seven's only three now, I I think think
0: yeah,
1: and we have Ryan as a uh what what's the word radicalized s- soup getting that that reassurance uh from his name's Todd right
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah
1: Todd, that it's okay that Mike makes right, he's sort of like a little little King Arthur trying to trying to learn <laughs> the right way, right, and he's getting a bad lesson from from his from his dad. That you can lose your temper when someone disagrees, blow his head off, and when the crowd says it's okay, well, then I guess it's it's okay because what are you going to do anyway? The cops can't do anything to you.
2: <laughs> the show isn't about how it affects the normal people or like the masses, but I do think since they're they're going down this road of um like the homelander love of you know a certain group of people, I wonder if they're also going to show us the way the the world react, the other side reacts of because I mean he he is now. Now it seems like Homelander is going to go off the deep end and not worry about killing people in public or, you know, people that wrong him because he's always had to maintain that image for the public. But now that people, well, certain people are okay with him just doing whatever and, and really, um, Uh, using his power for what he thinks is right or if people wrong him or whatever. Like, I wonder how that's going to look in the public. So we've seen a little bit here and there throughout the season of how like, you know, the newscast or, you know, like on social media and how people are reacting. But I wonder if they're going to lean in a little bit more next season to, I mean, an uncontrolled Homelander and how people are responding to it. And I guess that will also come through, with maybe the vicky if she becomes like vice president which i probably it's not a surprise she probably will so i wonder if it's also going to come through with like in that realm of like how people are reacting and what they want her and that person to do for you know with the soups and and stuff but it would be a different show if they really leaned into that because they don't really do that it's more about like behind the scenes but i wonder if they'll tease us a little bit and i but i wonder if through that that's where the new soups will come in to kind of oppose homelander and hopefully that's where jeffrey dean morgan will come in <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's going to be exciting i'll have another crush in next season yeah just by default <laughs> if we're going to have to see a train then i'm going to maybe assume that there's that this is finally where we're going to see like a turning point in his character and that's pro- all i'm going to say on that because i don't know why they put me through that this season so that's my that's my guess i'm really excited to see homelander like homeschool ryan <laughs> that's that's gonna be so fun like i love when he fucking like shoved him off the roof in season was it season one or two i can't remember two. but when he just like shoved him up, like you can fly boom <laughs> I want more of that. Like, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to, like, Ryan turning into this little evil superhero at such a young age, too, and, and seeing, like, this impact from, like, the generational lessons until that's going to be a fun thing. And and I think we touched on it earlier, like maybe we'll get to see um, the transition from the boys as humans to permanent um, soups, or at least for Butcher, possibly. I don't know if Butcher's character would lend himself to do it, but like if he wants to live and there's an opportunity because he's got some like, I'm assuming that his mission drive will be all about like saving Ryan from the further corruption, Then. I feel like he he probably would be one to do that. So that that would be a really fun thing to see. I don't necessarily know that it would, but hey, that's what predictions are for, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. There's no stakes uh, for us to make wild predictions. But I do think what you're saying is, is you're onto something. If, you know, Billy knows that he's dying, but he also has this this promise to becca and when he sees what i'm sure is going to be a very public um account of ryan's progress as homelander's um what would you call that disciple he will react and and as they showed us this season a lot can be fixed by taking the the permanent v and we even had where Um, soldier boy explained that he became soldier boy after, at some point, it sounded like in adulthood. Um, I had kind of been under the impression that you needed to take V as a kid and that's how it properly, you know, propagated through your system so that you would max out your powers and, you know, Kimiko took it later. And so she's a little weaker. Um, but then they say Soldier Boy, maybe it was because he got like the, you know, the the first dose uh, that they were the the same strain that uh, Stormfront might have might have gotten, you know, like that very early stuff that holds promise for a 45, 50 year old butcher <laughs> to take it and turn out OK. So where you're going with that, I totally agree. Like he if he sees Ryan. And he feels like the only way to save him is that he saves him, but the only way he can save him is if he's okay. I and mean, he's not okay because he's dying. I think he would rationalize that to keep his promise, that he would uh, soup up and try to make a play for Ryan. That'd be a pretty big, pretty big story.
0: Yeah. I mean, they could also go the other route of making it like a really big emotional, con- climactic moment and Butcher dies. Like after he does like fulfill his promise or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: Something about this story doesn't seem like Butcher would live through it.
2: Yeah. And we haven't got the season five renewal. So that's why I think, if are we tying things up in this season? Or if we, I think my predictions will change when we, they usually know like the first few episodes or even before that, that they're going to renew. Um, at least with the boys, because it's one of Amazon Prime's like only shows that I think is like a big hit. I don't know. I, f- I wonder if they already know if they have a season five, because that is a big deal, <laughs> especially with such little episodes, you know, like they can't pivot right away if they don't know that already. I wonder how that's going to play out.
1: They do know quickly. Like, uh, remember that show at ATX that was the spin off of Nancy Drew?
2: I know they already canceled it. They
1: already canceled it after five episodes. That's too bad.
2: Well, don't we need a baddie? Victoria seems like small fish compared to Soldier Soldier Boy. Even if she is a VP, so my question is like, who is going to be the opposing force against Homelander, or like just someone that they can get on their side or whatever? Like, I feel like it can't just be where we're at right now. So that's my question.
1: Billy said that he he set his sights on Victoria. But if she is VP, they're not equipped to go after a VP in a very frontal, like, that's our entire plot kind of way. I think you're right.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It needs to be something more interesting. Another, you got to bring another soup in. Like, last season they had Stormfront. This season they had Soldier Boy. You know about the casting for for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's promising. Again, our lack of comic knowledge doesn't... uh, Help us Help fill us, yeah. <laughs> fill in the blanks there, but with these other aims of knowing that there's a soup in the in the White House that they that they don't want to let stand. There's this other emotional, more emotionally driven quality of Billy trying to reconcile his promise with with Becca and Ryan's upbringing and his own you know, upcoming mortality, those things would be sort of like B and C plots, I guess, to whatever this new soup would be. And that would help do what we had this season, which was keep everybody going toward the same direction, but maybe some some people needing to split off to do their own whatever, their own Frenchy Kimiko adventure. I don't think that that will happen again exactly. I sure hope little Nina's well gone at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, no thanks.
1: Don't need any more of her antics. Billy would reconcile needing to... Keep Becca's promise with souping up so that so that he could do that. Yeah, well, that is, I think, our season for season three of the boys. Um, it has been a pleasure talking with you both about this off the wall show. We don't have anything else scheduled to until the next final season of uh, Snowpiercer, so we may have to find something in the in the meantime to keep us online and chatting about wildly violent television
2: (laughs) we should choose a a more like a a rom drama or something (laughs) it would be different you think so (laughs) because we do a lot of post-apocalyptic uh very doomsday (laughs) imagine that yeah yeah (laughs) which is i love that but it would be funny for us to do one that's like just normal stuff
1: (laughs) right could you believe that charlotte didn't get dakota to school on time oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) if anybody wanted to find cat on the interwebs where would they look
2: yes they can find me on twitter and instagram at things cat loves and in my lull time i'll just be you know podcasting over at letter lens and posting
0: about plants and my dog (laughs) rex yes
1: and Inez, where would people find you? Well,
0: you can find me on Twitter at Thinks, tagged to the Pod Clubhouse posts here. And also in some of these random Facebook groups of the different shows that we we're on i like to engage with the commenters and read the different articles related to the show and that's what i love to like bring to these so you can find me on there
1: and i am at paul V daily on twitter or at pod clubhouse on twitter and instagram or www.podclubhouse.com on the interwebs, where you can find all of our podcasts, not just the boys, but everything else that we've ever published. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast or all the Pod Clubhouse podcasts so that other people can find them. And uh, we'll see you next season. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at PodClubHouse.com. Rate, review,
0: and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at PodClubHouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you. PodClubHouse.